Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. We need to bring some bodybuilding guests. Yeah, they're the the only bodybuilding uh, guests that we we've already had on, and we've talked about other shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome, Jason. What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. I'm fucking sore, actually. Um, my legs is fucking so sore, like because you had a week off. <sighs> yeah, new week program? off, new program. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Me too, but the program's very very similar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, no. My program's different. I just needed to shake it up a bit. Yeah. So I noticed the uh, <coughs> Smith Machine hack squat, mm. heels elevated. Mm. Can, may I ask why you didn't wear lifters? because uh, I like the freedom in my ankles. Interesting. Yeah. Because like the squat shoe, one, the squat shoe's too narrow for my feet. Mm. So if I don't have to wear them, I won't. Yeah. Because it bunches my toes up. I see. Um, Nike, then, you got Nike ones, yeah, yeah, the, the Ramones, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I like the freedom in the ankle, like that little bit of interesting eversion, inversion, like that happens at the ankle joint. Yeah, yeah, I like to have that freedom rather than being concrete set in the yeah in the squat. From a mobility standpoint, it feels more comfortable from a trainable perspective. Yeah, mm. yeah, because I guess like obviously through strength lens it's like that's a dissipation of energy if there's movement there so being nailed into the floor yeah that's why I looked at it and I was like why would you use plates and not the shoes yeah I'd rather like not have my feet like they're center blocks mm. and then it's just like no matter what I do it's just like pushing a square peg in a round hole kind of mm. rather just have a little bit of freedom in the ankles and the feet yeah interesting yeah that's the only reason yeah yeah, Luke. I thought about using a ramp, but it's just oh, like yeah. to it gives get, you both, right? Yeah, a little bit more stability. It gives you a little freedom. bit more, but uh, it's just you like have to, to take your own ramp to the gym, yeah, and it's fucking heavy. <laughs> and like I'm that dude already. Yeah, it's like, my gym bag's not big enough. I've like, got so much fucking shit in there. We need to do a, like a, a YouTube out. gym bag, Jason's <laughs> gym bag video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's not yeah. too bad actually. I've got not so these days when stuff. I was powerlifting, fucking heaps of shit. Yeah, well, I still keep my shoes in there, but yeah. I don't really use them that much anymore. Me either. No. No, I kind of find that... Look, I can see how you'd use them from a powerlifting perspective, like, to, you know, make sure... Because of the weight. Yeah, I've moved further and further away from recommending them. Yeah, okay. It's like address the issue more often than not. Do you reckon there's circumstances... Yeah, yeah, but do you reckon there's circumstances where you can't? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah like, I would have you wear them all the time because yeah. your ankle's fucked. Yeah, um, so cool. that's like it's the, your ankle's not like hey bro do some calf raises yeah and yeah and you'll be I'll, fine we'll do the you know put the, <laughs> the band in, no no the dumbbell on the knee yeah and, like, yeah drive it. it's like no nah, man yeah it's, it's like, like it's concrete yeah <laughs> so that's like go get surgery yeah and you can squat i, I probably need to get it cleaned out yeah i yeah. think um which i'm not really don't really care about yeah 
I used them for my first two comps um, because I deadlifted with my lower back a lot and I low, I low bar squat with my lower back as well. Yeah. So I was kept getting like just lower back blow ups. Yeah. So going to the shoes allowed me to squat more upright, forced me to squat more upright. So it just like was a bit of a band-aid of an overall yeah, of technical problem. Um, but yeah, I've got some clients that have like just yep. ankles that are like, nah, like that's never going to happen. But I think a lot of people, as soon as they don't hit depth, they're just like, oh, I'll put shoes on. It's like, well, do, oh, a, do a goblet squat. And it's like, oh, the knee's fucking hanging out three inches over the big toe. And they're like, it's my ankle mobility. It's like, nah, it's like load control and positioning and center of mass and blah, blah, blah. Elevating your heels is like the go-to. Yeah, it's the best fix. If something doesn't work, it's like, ah, oh, we'll just elevate your heels. Yeah. If that doesn't work, then most people are just like, go oh, see someone. No, yeah. I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> or let's just add more weight yeah. now. <laughs> Even though it's shallow, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like, oh, you didn't actually do the movement, but let's add more weight. Yeah. It's like, I'm too scared to tell you, and I don't know. Yeah, the, the PT fucking, <laughs> yeah, we'll just put another 10 on it. High five. Good job. Yeah. yeah. I actually, um, yeah, like, you know how you get salty and like you type shit? Send it. Yeah, I um, just send it. I made a well, actually, I made it. It's what will be a, a post today, and I was just like, how um, there's this huge shift to like being a jack of all trades and the master of none. Mm. So it's like I can't like. There's so many trainers out there, fucking horrible at programming, can't periodize anything. Mm. They can't assess movement. They can't fix anything, and they can't assess people's technique. Yeah. So you can't fix someone's technique, and then you see them in the gym, and you're like. Fuck, you don't train that good yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, fast exercises, like, you know, they just have like really bad uh, proprioception and control. And it's like, that's what we should be like really good job. at. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking main scope of practice. Yeah. And, and dare I say it, being a good motivator. Right. Mm. It's a fucking scope of practice <laughs> for a personal trainer. Okay. <laughs> they fucking come at me with your discipline shit. All right. It's yeah. fucking, we've got to find a way to get these people into the gym. We inspire Some, Jason. We don't move. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I know I'm swearing saying the M word. <laughs> but you know, that's the main scope and then it's yeah. like oh but oh let's learn fucking biochemistry let's yeah. learn uh fucking psychology let's yeah. turn into someone that's trying to dive into someone's deepest fucking problems and it's like um or, or their hormones or some shit and it's like yeah fucking take me from here yeah not being able to fucking bend over squat whatever to being able to you know squat bench deadlift be hyper muscular hyper lean whatever yeah and so like, you can't fucking do it and, and like low key, if you improve in the gym, lift more weight, improve your body composition, are motivated to sleep more and eat better. Probably going to improve your hormonal profile. Probably going to improve your psychological profile. <laughs> and hey, you'll actually get some fucking results in the gym too. Yeah, it's like, nuts, man. Uh, <laughs> like it's I, nuts. I hate to be the reductionist, but fuck, if you get those things mm. right, most of the rest yeah, of it it's takes crazy. care of itself. Yeah, and, and like, fuck, just get good at that shit first. Yeah. And then it's like, cool, go and dive into the fucking most in-depth shit. Yeah. I, like, I know people who can fucking, I say, you know, we, we use this reference point all the time, but it's like, I know people that can like tell every fucking part of the Krebs cycle <laughs> and then you watch them in the gym and you're like, fuck man, you like don't train well. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you don't move well and you don't actually like know the technique that great. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't you want to get good at the stuff you can control first? Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, sure. Like, Sting happens and fucking all these bits happen and it creates energy, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm, people are going to be fucking curling over for me saying that. <laughs> but it's like, realistically, it's like all you can control is like what you eat, how yeah. you train. It doesn't, it, my thing, uh, without this going of too much of a tangent, but it is good because the topic of today is like 
what to do during your first year of PT. And this is the stuff you should be focused on. I don't think, or I hope, you learn the Krebs cycle, go to work on Monday. You don't fucking change anything. No. That's the that's the thing for me. It's like you don't change your approach based on knowing that information because it's not applicable. Yep. Like I've, I've um, just started rereading Lyle's women's book. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Like, oh, yeah, follicular phase, this happens, this hormone does this, this does that. Yeah, yeah cool, sweet. So what am I going to do differently? Oh, nothing. <laughs> like, ask how auto, someone feels auto-regulate their training track ask their cycle how, yeah. how you feel <laughs> ask how someone feels probably get two or three cycles under your belts and then go hey usually in this phase we do this yeah. so let's peel this back and yeah. let's you know yeah <laughs> and it's like oh that's why you think you're really fat this week and then next week you'll be fine yeah. like we just need to ride this you wave you see someone's and photos remind and they're you. just smooth yeah and then it's like oh yeah okay we're here yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> fucking sweet yeah. yeah it's good like that stuff I think is good for awareness and it helps you as a coach but it doesn't if it doesn't change how you apply yeah, but what don't, you do, don't become the person that's like, well, actually, maybe you shouldn't train hard during this. But like, don't this don't research days. that shit and be shit at your job. Yeah, agreed. Like, don't yeah. don't go fucking learning in-depth biochemistry, fucking this, that, blah, 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 and then not actually and, know yeah. how to coach someone through a squat and just put your fucking heels up and go, <laughs> oh, fuck, I can't do anything else now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. that's... That's what I'm seeing now. It's like people are diving into shit that like, yeah, sure. You can dive into it once you master the main scope mm. of your practice, which is to be really yeah. good at training people yeah. and, and movement and exercise selection and programming and, yeah. and those kind of things. And like, also, sorry. Um, and like creating buy it, creating trust, yeah. solving problems, sales, business back end. Oh, yeah. Like all that nice, shit yeah. as well. Like I think that's more important and people don't like to talk about it, but no. that's more important than knowing and again, we use it all the time, but knowing the Krebs cycle. Yeah. It's like it's drawing, walking out on the gym floor with a whiteboard and drawing the Krebs cycle isn't going to get you climbing. No. So it's important to have that that broad spectrum. Yeah. So yeah, it just rubs me out. Um, I like when you get angry. It's fun. <laughs> hit that, hit post on that post, mate. Yeah. I'm, oh, well, I just didn't get time. And I don't know if it's the right time of the day for my audience. Yeah. Uh, maybe. True. Maybe That's around lunchtime. All those considerations. It's personal trainers yeah. around at lunchtime. I, I sent it yesterday with the hormone stuff. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, well, like... I haven't you know, been... What's his name? Um, abrasive for a while. Damon. Damon Hayhow. Mm. So all we can control is what we eat and what we train. Yeah. The hormone okay. one's funny, though, because it's just like, I'm going to balance your hormones. Like, what ones? Yeah. <laughs> like, which ones? And then, like, in what ratios? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I'm going to balance... We're gonna fix your hormones, and never get a blood test. So how, how, one, yeah, how do you know they're broken? Have a fucking good night's sleep. That's <laughs> yeah. probably the best that we yeah. can probably encourage. How do you know they're broken? Yeah. And be like, where's your metric to say that you fixed them? If anything, oh, I better not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, I've for the ear people, I have my green pants on today because we have an announcement. I actually looked uh, before and I was like, this is an interesting uh, outfit. You don't like the, the, the... Look, it's the pants. The, the overall... The pants just fucking throw me off no matter what you wear, right? <laughs> that is so funny. You have right? a fucking Givenchy t-shirt on or some shit and I'd just be like, fuck. My um, front door faces north. So, like, when I left the house, I opened the door straight into the sun. Yeah. And, like, I was talking to my wife before I left. I opened the door. I was like, oh, fuck, they're so bright. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But I'll, yeah. nah, it's an announcement day, so cool. I thought I'd go with right, the big pants. Good. But we're doing it at the end. <laughs> we can't tell anyone what it is. But the topic for the episode is how to win in your first year. Mm. And I think still now, even though there's less government funding for courses and people are a little bit more in, and if you're choosing to do a PT cert post-COVID, like props to you. Like a lot of people have been scared away with, uh, I guess, the uncertainty that we had over that period of time. Um, so, but it's still a t- uh, that initial 12 months is still super critical yeah. and the cert doesn't really fill all the holes that you need to be successful in your first year. No, definitely not. Like the thing, the thing that people don't understand with the certification and we know cause we taught it, mm. um, facilitated it, run a campus, Ooh, everything. There's, so there's another announcement about that too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so we know a little bit about cert three or four here guys. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, is, you know, it's the minimum amount that someone needs to come in and train someone through health and fitness and not hurt them. Yeah. You know, so when we obviously been in the industry for a long time, there's a lot of stuff you could know. We already spoke about the shit that you probably don't need to know at the start. (laughs) Um, but it's like, you know, when you come in, it's like, you're getting, you know, that entry level knowledge to just take someone through an exercise program that's Mm -hmm. most likely going to be general population and you're not going to be able to hurt them. Yeah. And it's like looking at the landscape of the fitness industry after that. It's like there's so much more to learn. Yeah. You know, knowing how the industry works itself, I've had heaps of people come to me and say, "Oh, you know, I'm interested. I, I have a lot of people ask me about, you know, do I train people or whatever? Just piquing their interest in their, like a career." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. This is what it's like in fitness." Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. a lot of the time after that, it's like, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and or or I say, "This is what you get through the course, and then mm. you have to do this afterwards." Yeah, you know, because there's a huge gap. Yeah. To making it, yeah. not to getting in, because I feel like oh, you can you get can in in any capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just need to be in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. Like I train one person, so I'm in the fitness industry. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, let's say if, you, if you're doing that in like twelve months time or yeah. three years time, you know. Yeah. yeah. So obviously today we're going to speak more towards like being the IBO, so independent business owner. Generally speaking, it's like a health club PT. Yeah. And running your own shit, which is interestingly there seems to be a shift at the moment towards like the bft the kind of little strength community kind of vibey gym that like yeah, you get an hourly changing yeah it's it's kind of stepped forwards a little bit from f45 it's not as um no disrespect to f45 but it's not as um haphazard it's a little bit more planned the programming seems to be a little bit better but it's obviously still not personal training. It's just a small group kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, where, tra- it's, it's just training. Yeah. It's going in and doing a workout. You're not doing a workout for you. Yeah, yeah, which is where it's attracting more young coaches, I think, now. Unskilled um, coaches in an environment where the workout's not personalized, where there's fatigue and yeah. there's resistance training. What, what could, could possibly go wrong? Go wrong? What could oh, go wrong? Perfect environment. <laughs> what a product to sell. But I think either way, even if you've been doing that for a bit or you're sitting back looking at like, where you want to go in your career for myself like i if someone came to me and was like ben should i go do small group training before i start as a pt unless you have really poor communication skills and you like that is a real mm. a real problem for you then maybe like if you if you don't know how to fucking talk to people yeah, yeah. at all maybe go do the group thing i'll be i'll be up front with that like it's probably a good idea oh yeah i agree yeah yeah Anyone else, you're going to want to run your business at some point. Yeah. You're not going to, like, I don't know any career group class instructors. 
Yeah, I don't even know anyone who's like employed. Yeah, yeah. Like we're now. now. Yeah, well, we're all 10 years younger than Yeah, us. well, see that, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, either like they either did it yeah. and then they've moved, moved on. Moved on, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone who's like stayed, mm. you know, just in that position. Yeah, it's not a thing that you do for a career. It's like, oh, I'll start here and then yeah, you see move. them like, they come to us all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, I was fucking doing 5 a.m. starts and blah, blah, they're burnt out of shit. And they're like, oh, now I want to go kind of start in the gym. Unfortunately, the lessons are the same. So it doesn't matter whether you start straight up or you start in six months the lessons that you're going to have to learn are the same. So it's yeah. like, why delay it for six months? Yeah. Just to get like maybe a little bit better at communication and like instructing exercise. You do that on the gym floor at the same time anyway. Oh, 100%. So it's, yeah, it's, I think that's really important for people to kind of step back and think about. Unless it's a real deficit that you have engaging with others, I think. Which some health- people like, fuck man, like yeah. these days, especially like, I don't know if you're, maybe 17 to 19 and you spent the last two years yeah. uh, inside. Lockdown. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that can fuck you up. Like, yeah. I know it messed, messed me up a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm mean, really starting to still. become my most flamboyant self yeah. in the last, I'm you know, still reminding myself like, hey, you actually have to leave the house on the weekend. Like, just have a night on the piss that fixes everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, can com- I can confirm Yeah, that. I actually, well, I went to Europe for a month and I came back and I was like, oh, oh yeah. it's too busy out there. <laughs> so... When we start looking at like, all right, what are we going to do? How do we get into this industry and where do we start? Yeah. The first thing that people look at is like finding a gym. So yeah. what are the what are the metrics that we need to, to consider finding a gym? Now, you said, uh, I can't remember how you worded it around the, the, really, you're shopping, you're not applying. Like when people yeah. come to you and they're like, oh, I'm looking for a job. It's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like, they're looking for you. <laughs> I've got an interview. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and what I... Yeah. If they have an interview... With you. You've got an interview or with them yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Are you a dick? No. Then yeah. they're, you're interviewing yeah. Do them. you have eyes, a mouth, a beating heart? <laughs> yes. All right, you're in. Yeah. yeah. And your certification almost finished. Yeah. Are you willing to sign? <laughs> yes, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So walking in understanding that basically they are going to try and sell you to a $15,000 a year contract in rent yeah like 100%. that's that's what the lens you've got to come in with so i recommend probably training in at least three gyms in your area yeah that have pts and just getting a vibe like go to the local snap compare that to good life compare that to any time or whatever like go into the mall and actually train at peak time and what are the other trainers like? How many of them are there? Do people talk to each other? Are they friendly? What's the vibe like in the club? Yeah, Because yeah. that's what's going to determine your success or not. Yeah. It's not going to be like, it made the mistake that I made where I'm like, oh, fucking 4,000 members, three PTs, I'm going to eat this fucking shit up. And then you walk into a gym and it's like, oh, they all do cardio here. Yeah. And yeah. go home. And then yeah. go swim in the pool and go home. And they're all 40. PT culture is so important. Yeah. Yeah so important like people sit there and kind of look at like i reckon the best our gym was back in the day mm. was when we had like 20 f- yeah. yeah and like it was just Pumping. every person that walked through the door just had a personal trainer yeah. and it was always like when members spoke to each other it was like oh who do you work with yeah. i think like it was just that expectation that you it, trained with somebody and you got good results it was like, a giant pt studio yeah it was mad yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then all the PTs started to hate each other. Then everyone started. Then people started selling fucking Herbalife. <laughs> oh, I said that. I mean, swearing heaps. Then said the H word as well. Send it. 
Um, so yeah, that's, that's the one thing is get in there, feel it, make sure you like it, speak to the other PTs that are there. Cause like, obviously the, the PT manager is going to sell you the dream. So make sure you speak to everyone else that is yeah. around the club as well. Even members, if you can like, Oh, what's it like here? Do you have a PT? Do anyone have, do you see many people with PTs? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So do your research in that sense. So yeah, we've, we've established like go in and check it out. So then metrics wise, obviously total members is important. Like how many members do they have? Big health clubs is usually like kind of two to 4,000, depending on the club. Um, but more important than that, I would say like new members that they're signing up per month. Because the new members are going to be the ones that are hot for like PT. Training, yeah. Because they're like fucking decided. I'm going to join the gym. I'm getting in shape and this is what's going to happen. They either come in and they get a PT pack, which obviously gets allocated to the new trainers, or they try and do it themselves for a month and fail. And then you're on the phone like, hey, do you want to come in and catch up and keep, find that motivation that you had again four weeks ago? So that that's really important. And then comparing how many people are leaving versus staying as well. Because you don't want to be in a gym that's losing more than it's gaining. Yeah. Um, particularly at the moment. Yeah. Is there anything else you would look at in a facility? Well, you would look at equipment because you're an equipment nerd. <laughs> oh, not in, not in your first 12 months. <laughs> I mean, like, to a degree. It's like, yeah. you know, you got to see if you can train people out of there. Like, yeah. you know, if they didn't have, I don't know, for whatever reason, like shit that you like to use then you might consider it it's amazing how adaptable you can be though hey yeah like when we had those teams of 25 and shit and everyone yeah. was like it was 6 30 p.m and the whole gym was packed it was just like you figure it out yeah yeah no i agree um but now uh, i think like just the the i like it, the the culture is the most important thing the idea that like you know the whole gym ha- you know has that idea that you work with a personal trainer yeah i think that's hands down the most important thing yeah like you still want to have um, trainers in the club, like, you know, don't get scared about having, you know, X amount of trainers and they've got X amount of sessions and stuff. Like, mm. that's really a good sign that, yeah, you know, there's you people, because re- realistically, like, most personal trainers in a health club are, are, are only allocating themselves 30 to 40 clients, not even, like, you know, 20, 20 to 30 yeah. um, clients. So it's like, even at 2,000, yeah, you know, that's 20 to 30 out of 2,000. It's just so many people. So, Yep. Just be mindful of that. Like if the culture's there and there are a team of PTs and they are doing it full time, mm. it's like it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can ask, that's another thing that I would maybe ask too, is just like, what's your budget for PTs? Like PT uh, members, they'll have a ratio usually. Most yeah. gyms to be like a trainer per 200 members, for example, might be. And then the PT managers paid on how close they get to that. So if you're walking into a gym and it's like, oh, we've got 500 members per trainer right now, but our target's 200, expect that a lot of trainers are going to start in the next three to six to 12 months as well. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of new people that are quote unquote competition. Yeah. <clears throat> but after this podcast, competition wins game. You'll be fine. Such thing. So once you've picked a gym, even before you've picked a gym, to be totally honest, the fundamental shit is like get an ABN. Register your business. Most people have that down because they, you have to to have the fill out the contract usually. Yeah. So they actually get that done. The next thing is find an accountant straight away. Register your ABN in your name too. What do you mean? Well, just use your name as your ABN. Oh, yeah. You can, just because like if you change your business name, you're going to change your ABN. Yeah, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's just, a, yeah. it's just like register it in your name and then you can have a business name. Yeah. You can register a business name as what well. What was your... I was trying to think of it. Is it Eternal Fitness? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the E, the black yeah, E yeah. all over. So, 
not very well thought out. So. <laughs> yeah. Heavily influenced yeah. by a mentor. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd call him that. An influencer. <laughs> Heavily influenced by an influencer. Yeah. Who would have thought? Before influencers. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's and it's an interesting topic to, to touch on because I think people spend way too much fucking time on the name of their business. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be as good as you think it does. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think STC Fit is the best name we could have had. <laughs> but hey, lots of people know who it is. They, the people that have heard of it, know what it stands for, know what it represents. Oh yeah, like so yeah. it's like it, name it's, today. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I and I would actually, one thing that I would say, and it's not a disrespectful comment to anyone who has it, because it's more and more popular. Don't name your business the thing that you do. And I can't use an example because I'll name someone that does it, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, not even Tam. Like, Tam Fitness is fine if you never want to put someone on ever in your whole life and you, you know that you don't want to expand your brand that way. But I'm more meaning, like, I'm a, this qualification and a coach. Or I live in this place and I'm a coach. Like, mm. don't do that. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's long-term. Like, we had someone come through... Werribee Strength Coach. Yeah, or like, um, actually, move. I can use Jordan because he hates it, but like the muscle doc, he doesn't like that, but there's, it's not even a great one. Um, I can't name anything without. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> this is a really bad segment. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move, all right, let's move on. Let, let's call it the kettlebell physio because I don't know anyone named that. Yeah, pretty sure I do. Anyway. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Ben so, said it. Yeah. <laughs> I would suggest not doing that because yeah, it's like if you change direction with what you want to do, yeah, the way you train it all gets people. a little bit weird. Yeah. Or again, if you want to expand your team later on, like it, it all just gets a bit washy. Like have something that it's you. Um, I think it was uh, it's Adam is his name, right? It was Bondi strength coach, and now he's Gold Coast strength coach or something like that because he moved. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, well, there he you go. had a fucking massive following. And it's like, you've got yeah. to move. I know I've spoken to Will Crozier a bit. He's, his Instagram handle is just like w.croz. Yeah. And he's like, if I had known I was going to have an account with 10,000, like plus, I think he's at like 15,000 followers or something. Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't have had that. But yeah. now, every podcast I've done, every post I've done, yeah, all about. has that. So it's like, that's my handle now. I'm stuck with it. Yeah. So yeah, just, just think about something that you can, because no one even knows what STC Fit means. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about it on the podcast today. You have to. Yeah, that's, that's for behind closed door chats only. Yeah, it's a well really secret. depth conversation. <laughs> <that one. laughs> um, but yeah, like it, just have something that's identifiable for yourself that you can create a meaning to, like Apple, like Microsoft, like Windows. Like that. Yeah, it doesn't describe what it is. It's yeah. just the name, and then we by branding you build an attachment to it. Yep. Um, yeah, I just mentioned that because people get too caught up in the names. They think it's too important. Yeah. It has to be... Like someone's going to sign up just because of the name of your brand. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Nah. It's like signing up because you got a degree. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think um, Laura nailed it with... I'm just looking at your jumper with the Fox Physio. Yeah. Um, even though she has like osteos and stuff. A really under, dirty jumper. But it's like the last name, but it passes because it's like... Like we work with Ali. Ali can work under Fox because it's just like, oh, it's Fox Video. You don't actually think. Yeah. That's her last name. Yeah. Um, so that works well. So consider stuff like that. Accountant. When did you first see an accountant about your business? 
I didn't even do my taxes for like fucking four or five years. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the ATO didn't know I existed as a personal trainer. Yeah, I reckon it was probably my third year and I just went to like a H&R block and was like, oh, yeah. I have to do tax because I mm. want to get a car or something. And then he just claimed everything and was like, you can't I think I just like, it was in passing with a conversation with someone about tax and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And yeah. then I went to see someone and then like a proper accountant. I mean, yeah. Whatever that is. And then, um, yeah, they were just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. There's a lot. Of, do you have any receipts? And it's like, oh, no. Bank yeah. statements? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So see, see an accountant. Like, this isn't going to be the podcast that we give you financial advice, but the, a good accountant should. Yeah. You don't have to get, like, accounting software and bookkeeping software and all that shit yet. You probably don't need it. You can probably run off a spreadsheet. Yeah. Just and, get a separate bank account. Like, it's so like you probably... Yeah. Separate yeah. you. Well, then that's that's the next one. Is um, yeah. So see the accountant. Get all of that set up. What you need. What type of business are you going to be? Is it a business? Is it a sole trader? Is it a trust? Yeah. Is it like, get all that shit out of the way, starting out. So you're actually coming from a place of legitimacy. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Um. And then you mentioned the bank account. So the next step for me is like, set up a fucking budget, because yeah. you and I have both been, twenty, as personal yeah. trainers, making. One, one and a half, two, two and a half thousand dollars a week mm. with no budget. <laughs> you ended up with a heap of cash under your mattress. I ended up really <laughs> drunk box. most weekends <laughs> and still broke. Um, and it wasn't until I like was sort of 25 and older that I was like, oh, actually, like all this money that I'm making, I have none of it. Yeah. Or six clients walk out the door or your gym closes or, or you need to buy a car. Or yeah, you need to get a loan for a house. Yeah, or even a rental. Like, yeah, you've got to show got credit rating income, or like, or like, yeah. yeah, like your bond or first month rent up front. Like, yeah. you, you need money. <laughs> yeah, or you just need to know what you need to do to you know make your business work as well. Yeah. Like, if you need, I don't know, we'll just use seven hundred fifty dollars a week as yeah. a as a as an amount. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I need to get you know like twenty sessions or whatever. Yeah to make that happen. Yeah. So it's like, okay, to get 20 sessions, I need to see this many people, you know, which mm. is probably divide that by 1.5. Yep. And then it's like, all right, I need to speak to this many people. So you can just run the math to like legitimately just break down your week and your day mm. to go, right, this is what I need to do to get my budget yeah. in check. And then everything else on top of that is surplus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we use a, a model that's adapted from Scott Pape, Barefoot Investor. Uh, with his napkin bucket model thing, which just like allows you to br- takes all the stress away from managing your finances. When you're running a business, finances can be the number one stressor. So bringing all of that down means that you don't come into sales desperate. You don't mm. like you make desperate decisions like, oh, I'm going to spend six hours this week making posters and putting them in the toilets that no one reads and doesn't work. Because yeah. you're not in a desperate position to chase. Yep. Um, so I think that's really important. It lays, well. good, it lays good habits too. Mm. Um, yeah. Like I think once you understand the, the skills of budgeting, yeah. it's like if you if you can do it on a small scale, like you'll still do it on a larger scale. Yeah. And then you'll be that person that has the stuff that you want. Mm. And people will look at you uh, in you know, su- with a little bit of surprise, maybe envy and be like, oh, I don't understand how you can have that stuff. When most people, they're just really bad with their finances. Like yeah. most people can access the shit that they wanted. 
yeah um if they knew how to budget accordingly but we don't really get taught that much apparently they're trying to do it in school now from what my wife is telling me but yeah fucking i learned nothing about well i think pape actually had a big influence on that yeah well i learned nothing about organization of my finances it was just like we had a money box yeah. I knew that money went in there and you yeah. only spent it on stuff that was like, you know, Important. out of the ordinary yeah. that you really wanted and mum and dad had to kind of sign off on it. So, yep. you know, it's like that's as far as budgeting went for me. Yeah, which was all apparently just a scheme to like... Yeah, to, to make you Excuse buy me. a bank account <coughs> with Commonwealth Bank. You get a credit card offer when you turn 18. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Dogs. So, if you've got that in place, you're probably behaving in terms of your business entity in a more professional way yeah. than fucking 95% of personal trainers. 99. No matter how long they've been in the industry. And if you've been in the industry, I've, I was meant to say this at the start, like this is based on what you should do in your first year, but there's a lot of five years, like fifth years that could probably learn yeah. this stuff as well. Yeah, just that legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a gym, we've got our finances set up, we've got everything kind of in place. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode. If you are, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources, gifts, products, services, and merch for you guys to enjoy. All right, let's head back to the episode. Now we need to actually put together like, what are you going to offer people in the gym? Yeah. Because you can't start making sales until you have a product to sell or a service to sell. So starting to identify like, okay, what am I actually going to do with the people that I'm going to train? Am I going to write them a program? We fucking hope so. (laughs) Am I going to give general nutrition advice? Because unless you're qualified, like am I going to offer that as part of my service? Do I have allied health friends that I know that I can connect with? Am I going to provide a backend community? So like a Facebook group or a something like that that I can yeah. add to my service. Am I going to add like a free group session per week for exposure and starting to work with people? Um, how am I delivering my program? Am I doing a weekly check-in? What's in the weekly check-in? Mm. Starting to actually sit down and go like, okay, what are the people that are coming into my gym going to need and does my service actually offer that? So the first part of that's obviously sitting down and have a really good think about who actually comes to your gym. Because I think the catch that a lot of PTs get in is like, I'll write a service for me. Yeah. And I became a personal trainer because I really, really like training. And this is a cool place for me to hang out and just talk about training. Yeah. And that's the first place that you can lay the trap of getting in the mindset of training ti- uh, trading time for money. Mm. And then, you know, having a capped potential in the future and finding it really hard to navigate out of. Yeah. So if you start well by just like honing in on the service you yeah. kind of get to that situation where you're kind of selling a membership yeah and then that gives you a little bit more flexibility mm-hmm. and then yeah it doesn't kind of shackle you to be inside your business all the time and yeah. um have your business be so reliant for you being in it so you can't get sick you can't yeah take time off you know all that kind of stuff yeah so a little anecdote on that um i had a call with someone this week of like i think she'd been in <coughs> maybe two three months yeah um 45 minute session, 75 bucks for the session. And I was like, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is move your sessions to 30, 30 minutes. And she was like, I can't train people in 30 minutes. That's not long enough. That's not going to work. And I was like, okay, let's think about your overall service. One, 
the biggest issue that you're coming to us to talk about is that like you're not confident in selling. You're not able to you're not able to increase your prices to what you think it's worth at 45 minutes and you're not confident selling at the price point you're at already. So there's one. So if we can reduce the time, we can sell at a higher dollar per minute. So we can go from 75 for 45 minutes to $60 for 30 minutes. The client still sees the session and at 60 instead of 75. You coming in nervous, not fully believing in what you do, all of that stuff yet have a lower price price point to sell so that's a little sales tip there so my dollar per minute just went up yeah then it's like yeah but what about for the client well most on average a health club client will do 1.5 sessions per week with a trainer so some are going to do one some are going to do two a few are going to do three here and there that's what your book's going to look like so how likely are you to get results with someone who can't train by themselves if they're only going to see you one and a half times per week. Yeah. Pretty fucking unlikely. You're going to have to get them to come to the gym. Hashtag motivation. Two, three, four times a week. Yeah. And they're some, half of those are going to be without you. So if you can go, okay, well, my 45-minute session, I now get their 10-minute warm-up done before I get here. Mm. Now I do the core part of their session with them. And if there's anything remaining... I've taught them and believe in them to go and execute it themselves. Oh, but they, I don't have time to show them. I don't have the, like, they don't know what to do. They're not confident, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, so what do you need to add to your service to make them feel comfortable to go and do that? Do you need an exercise library of warm-ups? Do you need an exercise library of fun, like basic exercises that you can give them? So now when they go to the gym by themselves, they can do it. And when they first start doing that, you're just over there with another client. And they can see you and you can keep an eye on them and it's like, hey, with the leg extension, just change this or whatever. Like, oh, that was fucking RIR 10. Put the weight up, you pussy. Like, whatever it is you need to do, right? Now, all of a sudden, it's like making more per minute. You're getting way more buy-in from the client. You're building empowerment for the client so they can actually show up outside of your sessions. So you're going to get better results for them. When you sit down and you, you want to sell to someone one session, two sessions, or three sessions a week, do you want to sell at 150 bucks for two sessions or 110 for two sessions? Which is the client more likely to buy? Probably yeah. going to more likely buy the first one. Yeah, the start, definitely. Yeah, so then it's like, okay, so now you get two opportunities to see them instead of one. So again, your likelihood of results goes up. Mm. Then it's like, okay, well, what if I did fortnightly? I can charge 40, 45 bucks for a fortnightly session because there's all this back-end stuff that they do. They don't have to half my price because they get a program, an exercise library, support, a check-in or whatever. Now it's like, okay, so I can I have a price point as low as 40 $45. Everyone's fucking got $45. Yeah. So when I sit down with someone face-to-face in a consult, I know you can afford buy them off. Yeah. Yeah, most people can't sell because they don't have a product to sell. Yeah. And they don't believe in it because they're just trading money and because they're trying to put their own value of themselves to that money and time. Yeah. Being young and obviously, you know, not confident to a full degree because you're not really like selling an outcome, you're selling yourself. Yeah. So it's like, that's why the confidence isn't there. Where if Mm. it's like, this is what you get, Mm. this is the service you're getting. Yeah, pretty straightforward. The, out- like, the outcomes you get. Either. Yeah, well, you're getting yeah. a program. You get well. These are the outcomes you're selling, and then this is what's involved to get the outcome. It's like yeah. a, uh, 
just a different way of framing and, and it's more specific to the people that you're working with as well. So, mm. you know, rather than selling yourself, you do what every other business does and goes, this, if this is what you're here for, yeah, this is what you need to get it. Yeah. And then I think we did the math on like making two grand a week with those price points, like 45 at 75 or 30 minutes for 60. And it worked out like five hours less face-to-face time. Yeah. So it's like it, it works for everyone. It's better for the clients, better for you. There will be a time down the track that maybe you've got more advanced athletes who need a 45-minute session. That's a discussion for later. I would argue, I'd probably still argue that point most of the time. You're probably better off doing two sessions than longer ones, but I know you went to 45s like later in your career. Yeah, but you have the, you have the confidence, you attract a certain type of person where... It's just like their their commitment and the value that they're seeking yeah. aligns with the value you're providing. Yeah, and so you're still you're still able to charge two dollars a minute. Yeah, it's not a it's not a matter of like you're not really talking about those details because yeah. those people see, like I said, they're they're seeking a higher valued service because yeah. their goals match it. Yeah. So right, where like a lot of gem pop clients, they don't really need a forty five minute or an hour session generally. Mm. It's like they probably need to be in the gym for, for 45 time. minutes yeah. to an hour, but it's like we can facilitate the fluff yeah. of getting them ready and just doing a little bit at the end and then we facilitate the main part. Yeah. So it's much easier when you get get boots on the ground and get some experience and skin in the game. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, cool. Like this is the price and this is how it works. Yeah. All right. So we know we've got a good product. We know how much we're going to charge. We know that what we're doing is like focused on getting the client the outcome not about trying to show anyone how much we know or anything like that. It's like, what's going to get the person in front of me, the result. That line of thinking alone will change the whole outcome of your your personal training career. Yeah. The sooner you can tap into what's the purpose in person in front of me need versus what can I, how can I show how smart I am? Yeah. It will make a huge difference in, in how you um, behave within your business. We've got all that. Now we need to start finding some clients. Now, I was the the phone guy majority of the time. Um, did you, you, oh, on the phone. Yeah. Did you smash phones when you started? I know you were taking <laughs> care of, of amazing sales reps like me. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I never, ever used a call list. Okay. So, don't listen to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> never. <clears throat> so, you built your business basically off Kickstarts and then from Gym 4. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really good at that process though. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. just really good. And like, you know, I was at the gym for a while. So Yeah. It's a bit it's still valuable still valuable lessons. Like I still had to work hard. Yeah. It was yeah. just different, you yeah. know. Just did it a different way. Just- yeah. So I think the the consideration for those of you listening, the fastest way, undoubtedly the fastest way, unless you've been on reception for eighteen months like Jace mm. and you have three MCs in your pocket that you train that are all yeah. giving you the good leads. Phone calls are the fastest way to get ahead in your personal training business. Yeah, agreed. So the main people are going to be, they haven't been to the gym in the last two or four weeks. They've got a birthday in the next month. They had a birthday, whatever. They do go to the gym, but it's only once a week, that kind of thing. They're going to the gym at the time slot that you want to fill gaps with. They're probably the four that I would start with. In yeah. terms of like, you need to go to your PT manager and go, I need a list of names and phone numbers that do this. Yeah. You get on the phone and you go into 
you can go back to other episodes of our podcast and learn the script and all that kind of stuff that we use to get someone in to to meet you. Yeah, you just need to have as many conversations as possible about people's goals. Yeah. And we've seen we can reverse engineer those dials to answers to answers to appointments, appointments to show ups, show ups on the first one to the second one, show ups to the second one, which is the sales presentation, sales presentation to close, mm-hmm. and then average sessions per client. So you can work backwards from that. And the biggest thing that personal trainers like need when they start is like, I don't know what the fuck to do today. Yeah. It's like, here's what to do today. Dial 15 numbers. Yeah. And if you shit on the phone and you'd only book half of them answer and you only book 25% of them, work on getting better at the phone. Mm. If you're good on the phone and then when you get to the first appointment, they don't come back. Okay. Work on the first appointment. Yeah. Like you can track that all the way down with a really deliberate structure. But we've had, I think, half a dozen PTs who literally only got clients off the phone go to over 40 sessions in 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I've never seen anyone make the calls and not be paying rent or and not be on 20 to 30 sessions yeah, at yeah. the end of the 12 weeks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I've never met anyone that hasn't had hasn't been that person like living in the gym for that, you know, initial period. Yeah. Smashing phones, you know, chatting to everybody, just being there all the time, have as much conversations as possible. I haven't seen that person, you know, not make it. Ever. Yeah. No, just, yeah. And we've worked with fifty odd trainers? Yeah. More? Yeah. Well a hundred with the with education as well. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah, it's definitely that's the method. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, get yourself the phone list understand that probably the first three months of your job is sales. Yeah. And be comfortable with that. Like it's, mm. that's what it's going to be. Cause it, yeah. you're going to have an ascending rent period. So for the, if you don't know, basically you're going to have three weeks, usually if no rent, then you're going to pay a third after another three weeks, you're going to pay two thirds and after another three weeks or four weeks, you're going to pay full amount. So over 12 weeks, you go from zero to what now I think is about 320 bucks a week um, in a big health club. I had a PT manager tell me that the other day. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> Just sure. slowly creeping up. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to have that commitment. You're going to have to pay your bills at home and your rent Yeah. inside that period. And that is why we have, the reason we have a six-month exit, um, such a high rate of exits at six months is because when you get to three, rent comes in and you've got to give three months notice to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just literally it. the minimum term Yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like people come in, they don't do the work in that first 12 weeks and then they're out because they, again, don't have a budget, don't have a plan, don't have a service and didn't put in the work on the phone. Yeah. That, well, to, to your fairness, guys, you didn't know what to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And this yeah. is it. Like we've, we've cracked the code because we've been doing it. Yeah. So, so you didn't know what to do and you're just winging it and winging it didn't work out. Yeah. 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 Some people know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> some know Some know what to do and the others endure. Yeah, like it's just you endure yeah. and just suffer. Yeah, until, figure it out until there's until there's a point where you have to bail out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So moving on from the phone call, obviously getting good at consultations. I think one of the biggest mistakes new trainers make is like tr- again trying to show how smart you are in that consultation, or just not um, not giving the consultation the respect it deserves, mm. and just rushing it to get them in the gym yeah. because. Again, it's uh, like not having a system and yeah. not having 
confidence in guiding these people through a process that you need to help facilitate their goals. You think, yeah. oh, if I just get them in the gym, that's going to please them because I'll see value in it. If I make them tired, they're going to they're going to buy off me. And it's mm -hmm. like that's not going to work. You know, if the person does, they were probably going to buy off anybody. Yeah. You know, not necessarily you. They could have sat in front of anyone and and would have been committed to buy. So mm -hmm. you need to use that consultation and that that step by step process from when you meet them to when you present to them as a way of like showing them this this is how we get the goals that you want. This yeah. is how we get in your head and and facilitate the reason you signed up to the gym. Yeah. Because everyone's got a reason why they signed up to the gym, right? Yeah. And then the next step for that too is like, why are you fucking sat down with a PT? Because it's like, yeah. you're not coming if you don't have a problem. Yeah. Like, it's like, why are you here? Yeah. 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 I had this yeah. this chat with a coach yesterday, like they're getting some pushback, particularly from male prospects. Just like, no, I think what I do is pretty good. It's like, well, why haven't you been coming? And yeah. why are you here? Why did you agree on the phone to come in and sit down with me and then actually show up? Yeah, because like there's something there. There's a reason. There's something yeah. missing. So as a, as a PT, it's your job to find that. Yeah. So two pieces of of core advice. Everyone asks the goal, but they don't ask the goal. Yeah. It's like, oh, tell me your goals, Jason. It's like, oh, I just want to get Jack. It's like, that's not it. We're not there yet. Yeah. Maybe for Jason, because Jason actually really fucking cares about getting Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but most people, gen pop people, will just be like, oh, I just want to, you know, be a little bit fitter. Yeah. It's like, well, a little bit fitter isn't going to get you showing up four times a week and it's not definitely not going to have them paying you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not right, big yeah. enough. They don't value that enough. So it's like, okay, why do you want to get fitter? What does fitter mean? Oh, fitter actually means losing three dress sizes. Or fitter actually means running a half marathon or playing basketball with my kids or whatever it is. Honing down on that goal, what it actually means to them and what the real reason behind it is. Yep. Not just taking the token like, I want to lose 10 kilos. Because even that, like, what does losing 10 kilos look like? Is it actually the scale or is it an outcome somewhere else? And it's like, it's like the fun run thing. No one wants to set a goal yeah. and run a fun run. It's not fun. What they want to do is be a particular person at the end of that because they've ran a fun run. Yeah. Which they, usually yeah. means that they're lighter. Yeah. That's <laughs> usually the goal. And broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're lighter and then they put on weight because of... Because like, they can't they, train. They've got yeah, stress yeah. fractures or some <laughs> shit. Um. So that's step one. And then step two, and this is something that we probably missed early in our careers as well. We just were like so charismatic that we got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Would be identifying the main problems that they have, the main obstacles. Yeah. I think we, it wasn't the charisma. It was just the fact that our we had a good service that solved the problem so they could see it. Yeah. But I think a, a key to being really good at sales is actually asking and identifying like, what are the three main things getting in the way of that right now? Yeah. And yeah. if you can predict them and build your service around them and tie them back to someone, it's like, fuck, you're miles ahead of anyone else. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. Like um, when you go from trying to convince someone to solving their problems, mm. it's like it's just a night and day switch. Yeah. You know, in terms of mentality, conviction, confidence, yeah. you know, those kind of things. It's like, yeah, we talk about it all the time. Like that's exactly what I want to see when I'm sitting down with somebody. Yeah. It's like, I want it to be, I don't want them to be convincing me. I want them to show me that it's like, this is, I'm the person. Yeah. You know, and it's like, if the, if those problems, everyone's got different problems. So that's mm -hmm. when it becomes about me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I've got a, um, a consultation for a service this afternoon where I'm the client. Yeah. So I went on a website, 
like had a look around it's like it's no shit it's our model like this person has used our model even down to like they've actually finished their book <laughs> but yeah. everything's yeah. there so i was like worked all the way through and i was like fuck i know exactly what's happening here um and i was actually talking to my wife about it she's like do you think like the sales thing just doesn't work because we know 100%. And I was like, no, no, no. When it's done well, I yeah, know yeah. and still buy. That, you know what? It's so right. <laughs> it actually it, makes me buy more. Agreed. Yeah. When it's done wrong. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, because so we had a consult again, <laughs> like four weeks ago, and I actually had to message the owner of the business and be like, this is the worst fucking sales call I've ever had. Oh, but had. You, you were just being, your ego was well, just, Yeah, you know. whatever. <laughs> sure, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, watching this guy, like, it was like, this is your problem. This is your problem. This is your problem. You're this age. You're thinking like this. You're thinking like this. And I was just like, yep. Yeah. There's me. <laughs> like, yeah. sign me up. Yep. So what what hoop do I need to jump through to work with you? Yeah. It was where we got to the position of. And that's what yeah. you want with your clients when you sit down with them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then after that, my recommendation with your consults, just add some value. So we're not going to unpack the consult. There is an episode. Tam, maybe just put it in the notes. Got a free resource on the website too, guys. Oh, we do. Consults are close. Yeah, yeah. Free resource. Like get in there. Get it done. STCfitlearning.com. Yeah. Resources. uh, Consults are close. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we had something on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's actually really really fucking good. good. It's It's our entire model for free. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to take that off. Cut that out, Tam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've done the consult. Next is like a wow session. Um, the only tip that I would give there is like stop making them up every fucking time. Yeah. Like have three or four based around the particular problems that you need to solve and the people that you're going to work with. <laughs> so we have like fat loss, physique, strength, and then a performance one because mm. that's the, typically the people that we're going to work with in the gym. Yeah. So put a program together that works in your gym that's like favorable. Like don't write a workout that's like leg press, leg extension, hamstring curl, and then try and do that at fucking 6.30 and impress someone. Yeah, this shit equipment's fucking gone. Write a program that you yeah. can do that's like not machine reliant, and that you can yeah. make work in a busy gym um, and execute that. And then the sell, it's funny. Like the selling's like everyone's like, oh, we got a lot of our voices and talk about the sell because everyone's really nervous. Or they want to know what the secret it. is. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the fucking secret, Ben? What the secret is is getting asking for the sell a minimum. Of 25 times before you ask for money. So we call them test closers and it's getting someone to agree uh, to coaching with you without them knowing. Yeah. Or even if they do know. Like, so Jace, like how many times a week do you think you'd train? Every day. Every day. All right. And how many do you, have you thought about doing that with a PT? Oh, probably one to two. Boom. Jace has already solved Yep. So, Jace, this is like phase one of a program that I typically introduce. The next phase, you can, we'll increase the volume, impl- increase movement complexity. Is that exciting? Damn straight it is. Yeah. Would you like to be able to back squat instead of using these shitty red cat- kettlebells? Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Now, that two, that's two, like straight away. So, yeah. starting to pose like, do you want to do this, Jace? Do you want to track all your food, everything that goes in your face on an app on your phone? Or would you rather just have a portion size guide? Pick one. By picking one, you agree to personal training because that's what I'm going to provide you. So some people will term it as like assume that the person you've, you're speaking to has already agreed to personal training. It's yeah. one kind of language you use it. We talk about test closes and it's deliberate structured questions to get them to say like, yeah. yes, I want that. Can you see around. yourself doing this? Can you see how this would work in relation to your goals? Yeah. 
Just, there's so many. Yeah. So many. And then yeah. because we're coming from a place of what's your obstacle, what's getting in the way, mm. here's how I'm going to sell them. It's prescriptive, not selling. It's yeah. I'm prescribing you two sessions a week or one session a week or two or three sessions a week. Which one would you prefer? I want you to pick one of the options. Bang. Off yeah, it just moves away from the fucking cheesy mm. scripted yeah. shit that like if someone says one word that's fucking out of alignment <laughs> you're just like a deer fish in headlights like yeah. fucking I don't know what to say help help yeah it's like a fish out of water like stun mullet or something you know it's like yeah, yeah it just takes that all away and it's just like the, the experience on the other end is just so much better yeah. you know as soon yeah. as someone gets a hint of nervousness mm. it's like they're out yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, so then we come to like the the next thing is like, oh, but I got this objection. So people always ask about objection handling, and I make you do that unit in our courses because it pisses me off. Because <laughs> it's like it's the fucking shortest it, module yeah, ever. Because you, it's like if you got an objection, you fucked it up in the console. Yeah, like then there's some that like you can overcome just by like really just by giving a fuck about the person that's in front of you. Yeah. Like, what's the best way to handle the objection of I need to think about it? Well, it's like, well, every single person that's ever said I need to think about it, Goes, leave, come back. and we don't fucking see him again. Yeah. Not not just like, don't see him for personal training. They don't come to the gym anymore. Yeah. So, what do you need today to allow this to happen? Yeah, like, yeah. And that comes from a real place of, these are your okay. problems. I know I can solve them, and I know that it's going to make your life much better if you do. It's like, how much fucking easier is that? Yeah, I think people would care less about objection and handling if the if they were just better at the whole system, if they had the system and abide by it because they would sign more people up Yeah. and when they got to a situation where they got an objection, yeah. they would either try and help them yeah. and have the confidence to be like, hey, you know, let's just yeah. try and make this work somehow Yeah. because um, I want to make sure that you, or that you just let them go. Yeah. And just like keep that open, that line of communication open later, like touch mm. base in a month. Yeah. But because people don't have a system, they get too many objections because everyone just wants to say whatever the fuck they want to yeah. say to leave. Yeah. I need to think yeah. about it. It's like, oh, this is awkward. You've asked me for money and I don't see the value in it, <laughs> but I don't want to tell you no because yeah. I want to hurt your feelings. So yeah. I'm just going to make up some shit. Yeah. I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, yeah. That's it. So I yeah. think you'll care less about objections when you get better mm. and adopt a system that's actually you know, tr- yeah. tried and tested. Yeah. And there are some, there's little language things like, like, oh, let's like sign up, start your start date in seven days if you need to talk to your partner and just message me if it's no good. Like, I'm sure your partner knows you're here, knows what's yeah. happening, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, there's lots of little things to increase the chances of those conversions. Yeah. And, you'll, you'll get less of them though. But the goal is to not have them. So like the partner one, when someone's leaving after their initial consult, Hey, Jace, we're just going to have a chat about ongoing PT. Like I said at the start of the session, we're going to have a chat about ongoing PT um, next session. So just to give you a, a rough guide, about 50, 50, 60 bucks per session, depending on how many you're doing. So if you need to chat to your wife or whatever, do a budget for that. Um, just do that before next time I see you. But I'll, I'll unpack it all for you then. And then get the fuck out of there. Don't even give them time to respond. Yeah. It's like now there's there's no talk to my partner. There's no think about the cost. There's no do a budget. It's like covered it. Done. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the benefits of a really good consult. So we've got someone to a point where they're working with us. What are the main things that you would say first year PTs get wrong from that point onwards? Um, they don't have any form of structured programming. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no 
this is what we're going to do for this bit. This is what we're going to do for this bit. This is what we're going to do for this bit. It's not measured. Yeah. It's kind of just made up. Yeah. Uh, and then there's no like results tracking. Yeah. There's no decision making on the, you know, there's no coaching development. Yeah. You know, it's so all just. There's a service element, which is putting together, like, yeah, like you said, the program, the data tracking, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Definitely. Um, and then, yeah, I think a huge one's coaching. Yeah. It's just like, I become friends and hope that they stay. Yeah. And just talk about the weekend shit. Yeah. Um, and not really address any issues that are gonna that are getting in the way of obtaining the goals. Mm. You know, which yeah. is what good coaching should facilitate. It's yeah. like, you know, asking good questions that prompt thought and actually overcome these problems that people are having. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that lends itself to what we're talking about at the start, where it's not <clears throat> Getting smarter and knowing more is really important. Being good yeah. at your job is really 100%. important. But knowing the volume prescription for a 23-year-old with this lifestyle is less doesn't matter if the 23-year-old's not going to the fucking gym. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so how you communicate with them, how you, mm. like, again, that word, like I would say inspire or hold accountable or provide accountability, motivate, whatever word you want to use, how, yeah. how you set that structure up to facilitate an environment where they execute the plan, that's what's yeah. going to make or break your results. Yeah, it's stacking the right habits. Yeah, because yeah. we, fuck, I had yeah. shit programs the first two to three years of yeah. my PT career and I I added it up when I moved gyms I had a 95% positive outcome rate of my monthly measurements. Yeah. With shit programs. Yeah, because people showed up. Yeah. Because they came to the gym and they worked hard and they ate better than what they did when yeah. they started. Like, yeah. now maybe it's 98%, but it's like the the outcome came from getting them in the door, not how good my program was. Yeah. So, if you can have both, 100%. even better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, where would you start in terms of like communication like what what do you think that that people get wrong not necessarily like actual stuff just a thought process yeah so they they come into every conversation as a fixer yeah yeah so it's like coming into every conversation with the goal of like you know again trying to provide that value mm. it's like if you when you're a coach you have to ask the right questions to get the right conversation happening you know, which is realistically, most people kind of know what's in the way of themselves. They just need an environment where they feel safe. They can explore their mind and they can kind of throw some ideas out, feel a bit validated by somebody else who they respect, yeah. which is a coach that they've hired to help facilitate an outcome. Yeah. And then you guys can kind of hash out like a good plan of action together and have some form of like, you know, verbal, not an official sign off, but they just want, you know, someone to honor that what they're doing is going to be the right thing. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of move on. You know, rather than like giving people advice um, that is in somewhat in some way unsolicited, mm. that's not going to be received because they didn't want it in the first place. Yeah. Um. Or they just expect you to say it, and they just know you're you're a personal trainer, you're perfect, whatever. You don't understand yeah. me, kind of yeah. thing, and it doesn't really kind of get to um some form of like specific intervention for that person. Yep. It's the whole like, you know, you didn't track your macros, so just track your macros this week. It's like, <laughs> do it again, but less shit. Well, you didn't do it last week. So it's yeah. like, and you didn't do it the week before. So it's like, next week's probably not going to work out as well. So you yeah. need to find a way to dig deeper on that. Yeah. And that's a great example. And it's, it's like, well, we go into like, well, you just, you need to build a meal plan. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Versus like, 
Jace, how do you think you could eat more protein next week? Yeah. And Jason goes, oh, well, I could probably add a scoop of oats, protein powder to my oats in the morning. Yeah. Awesome. Or, or it's like, or you could say, <laughs> or you could say, um, if you need help with way, ways to improve your protein, I yeah. have a fit, I have a few of them. Yeah. So you, I can share them with you if you'd like. If you say, I don't know, I need help. Like if, if that's your response, like how do you improve your protein next week? It's like, I don't, I don't actually don't know. Mm. Like maybe I'll have some Nutrigrain. It's like, all right, can I offer some solutions? Yeah. If you, if you get, if you get asked for help or yeah. you, they, or they accept your ask for input, then yeah. it's like, cool. So Here's some of them. Which one do you really hit home with you? Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. So how are we going to make that work? When's it going to happen? Yep. You know, what's the likelihood of this going, you know, of us completing this this week? Cool. Sign off on it. You know, can't wait to hear about it next time we catch up. Yep. Hey, how'd you go with the protein stuff? 100%. It's like, yep. you know, so then it's just, you, you're just working on something and it's always progression. Mm. And it's like momentum is such a good thing. And it's like yep. working on one thing consistently and overcoming it, it just keeps that, yep. that momentum ball just rolling. Yeah, it's like, and that's that. That mentality is what you know turns people into fucking high achievers. Yeah, yeah, and long term clients. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Look, I think if you got here to that stage in your business and you're ticking all of those boxes, you will never be forced out of the income out of the industry. Yeah, based on how much money you're making. Yeah. Then from there inside your first year because you probably get this right within six months then it's like okay now get really fucking good like yeah. now let's learn how to instead of look at a squat and go I know it's not right but I don't know what to do start overcoming all of those things yeah like get really fucking good at the job go and learn the female cycle or the Krebs cycle or some other cycle yep. whatever not that cycle yeah. <laughs> whatever it is you want to go learn about yeah start pursuing those things once you've got these big blocks in because they're the blocks that are going to fill your books and are going to keep you in the gym yeah that was valuable I wish I had this podcast completed it when I was personal training staying. in the gym completed Done. it mate alright so announcement time are you ready I'm strapping in do we have a drum roll thing on the Really nah, Tam doesn't know what it is. Tam doesn't know what sounds like on me. Yeah, I'm just going to put my imaginary buckles on. <clears throat> so returning to the STC Fit Learning service lineup is the STC Fit Learning mentorship. So essentially what the mentorship is, is a 12-month dedicated time that we work together with you don't have to be like brand new first day starting out, but sort of get finding your feet in the fitness industry. Yeah. Getting into an IBO position, working at probably a health club, health club. And we're going to take care of basically all of this for you. Cause we've been doing this for ourselves for 10 years. We've been educating for six. Uh, we spent four or five years running a variation of this model pre COVID. Yep. We've since taken it to a whole new level, um, way more refined, way more, do this, then this, then this, yep. then this. And it's literally just plug and play. You get to have STC fit in your branding, leverage all of our content, leverage all of our brand awareness, the websites, the spreadsheets, the programming templates, the budgeting templates, the management of your business. Everything is done for you. Um, we do your admin for you. So client cancellations, suspensions, client agreements, contracts, all of that done for you as well. So yeah, I'm really excited to 
to have this back up because we haven't really ran it since nah, like 2019. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. It's uh, very complete. It's very polished now. Yeah. So yeah, we're really excited to, to get this moving again. So if you are kind of either in and floundering a little bit, or you're looking at like, well, how do I make the best entry into the industry in my first 12 months? months yeah. This is it. This is going to go from yeah. like that first 12 months is going to take you from a first year coach to a fifth year coach. Like yeah. that. And you'll be worlds ahead of everyone in the industry. Yeah. It just give you, it just gives you the opportunity to decide whether you want to be, how long you want to be in fitness for. Yeah. You know, rather than, you know, circumstances that weren't exactly in your control because you didn't know, mm. but kind of could have been in, in your control, but you, you left the industry because, yeah. you know, you got kind of forced out. Yeah. It's like, this will give you the ability to decide. Yeah. It's like, yep, I want to fucking make it and then do 12 months and you will make it. Yeah. And then after that 12 months, the world's yours. Mm. It's like, you want to specialize in a particular client, you can do it. You want to go online, you can do it. You want to... Yeah. Move into education, maybe. You might be able to do it. Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> 12 months. Yeah. Um, I just got excited. <laughs> but you can start to Educate decide. your clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. You can start running seminars. You can start doing yeah. all of that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and helping people out. So, um, yeah. If you have any questions, want to know more about that, just head to our website. Uh, we'll just have a inquire now pre-application because we're going to be kicking off in about four weeks. Uh, but we'll really start be taking applications. So getting quick because it's going to be capped. Yeah, um, limited spots for yeah, sure. We'll only to be keep taking, the quality. Yeah. We'll only be taking four at a time to yeah. make sure that we're actually quality on top control. Of it. Yeah. Sure. So um, get in now, pre register a spot and all the details will be coming in the future. You'll see it all over the website and the socials and stuff. And yeah, go if you don't believe us, go and check out the website. Like Jay said, those free yeah, resources. Yeah, get the free resources and go through the consults to close. Take that through a couple of prospects. Tell me it's not better than what you're doing right now. Yeah, and that's like, that's one yeah. out of, I think we're up to fucking 35 modules or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right, we'll stop talking. Go to stcfitlearning.com at stcfit underscore learning on Instagram. Peace. All right, see you guys. Thanks for tuning into the episode. Don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources, products, services, and merch. All right, see you next time.